man, and sport. A timeless means of entertainment. Some men hit home runs. Others are curb stopped. Some win Cy Youngs. Others get dunked on. Some men become MVPs. Others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues, search the hearts of men, and judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is sports untamed. This is Sporticus. miss me did did mma torch nation sporticus everyone did everyone miss me i don't know but uh we got high traffic on um brock lesnar versus uh um tyson fury it was it clicked it was clickbaity but not really my god that is the worst thing i have ever heard all you fans should be ashamed of yourself i mean don't tell them to not not listen no, I'm not telling him to not listen. I'm just saying feel feel bad while you're listening. Sure. I mean, he can do that too. Uh, <laughs> we're, we, we've been a while for us. We can, we can recap because there's nothing going on this weekend, really. Uh, we got Rosen Strike versus, uh, oof, actually, that's a good one. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me, are you, who, who's up next? Uh, I think you're right. I think it is Rosen Strike versus Volkov. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so yes. That's a good. One. Um, yeah, well, and, I mean, Dan Ige's fighting on the card. Um, God, there's not, a guy named. It's not a bad card to sip some whiskey to. By the way, yeah. I your house. You should come to mine. Maybe uh, I don't. Uh, I actually have uh, some umpiring I got to do tomorrow. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, actually, I got some NXT I got to watch uh, tomorrow too. Uh, don't act. Don't act like you're busy after you just invited me. I forgot it was this weekend. <laughs> uh, no, I I got I got a lot to watch this weekend, and I'm also doing a, a podcast with uh with the guys over at PW Torch for NXT. So anybody listening to that, huh? What's PW Torch? Shut up, Pro Wrestling no, Torch. Oh, pro wrestling. Oh, pro, oh, okay, sorry, the PW threw me off, but yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. No, 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 that's fine. It 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 happens like that. Um. Yeah, so for, we're. In- uh, for, I was just so- gonna say. Uh, I was just gonna say for those of you that don't remember the voice, the uh, sultry, sexy, satiny voice of mine. It's side mount Sam, motherfucker. Sir. Wow. Relax. Yeah, I had to. Sorry. Uh, you you wouldn't hype me up, so I have to do it myself. So. Um. There is no hype machine over here. Uh. That's why Holly Holm, Austin. I'm okay with it. Love it. Uh, see, I didn't watch that fight. Uh, I, I had something going on that particular weekend, but uh, I, I did rewatch it uh, after the fact. And I, these judges have really got to get their heads out of their ass, man. Like, I, I, I don't understand how some people like Aljamain Sterling can win fights by laying on top of you and holding you down for seven minutes, doing nothing, effectively doing nothing. 
But then Holly Holm holds you against the cage for a couple minutes, and all of a sudden she loses the fight. No, no, that you got to be consistent. Like, no, you're right. Because if 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 you're gonna judge it one way, yeah, she lost. If you're gonna judge it another way, she absolutely won. I mean, like, absolutely. Right. The way you got to slice it is be consistent. And I, consistently speaking, I would say she won. Right. But that's not the way I actually like to score. And the way I would have scored it, she probably would have lost the fight. But whatever. Well, um, here, here's the thing. If 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 you're going to give her the loss, I can respect that if your reasoning is correct. Like, you know, you, you, you reference, you know, how many significant strikes or you, you know, reference aggressiveness, octagon control, stuff like that. Like if you if you reference everything that we we've been referencing for years and years and years, then that's fine. But like for me personally, I didn't I didn't see um, uh, Ketlin Vieira. Uh, I didn't see her do anything. You know, like Holly Holm looked like she just got out of a sparring session. You know what I mean? She didn't even look that bad, like worse for the wear or anything. Catelyn Beard didn't look bad either. Like, honestly. Right. And and that's that's the problem. Therein lies the problem. Yeah. When they say, I, when you hear fighters say, I thought I won the fight. I thought I had that decision. Well, you know what? You should have lost anyway because you shouldn't even be trying to go to decision. Exactly. You shouldn't, it shouldn't even be a thing. When that comes out of your mouth, I absolutely don't care whether you were robbed or not. No, I, I when, don't. When that's the thing, if if somebody wants to cop out, he's like, "Oh, I thought I won the decision." Like Rose Nama Yunus in the last fight with Esparza. It's like if you think you won that decision just because you think you did enough, then you were thinking too much during the fight. You know, like I I don't know I don't know how to make it more clear to fans to you know anyone who practices MMA like win the fight. Don't let it go to the judges because assume you're gonna lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, honestly, uni- unanimous decisions should be renamed into something to the effect of uh, who the judges didn't think sucked the least. You know what I mean? Or something like. Yeah. You know what? It would it would stand to reason if you renamed it not a unanimous decision or default decision. That yeah. would make sense. A yeah. de- default decision, it would be like, well, because this and that happened. And maybe that would spark. I, I don't know, man. Like. Or like maybe uh, call it like the most entertaining. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, who was saying one of the um I almost said Frank Near, but Frank, the other Frank, the real Frank, the Frank of MMA, um Frank Shamrock was saying you gotta have uh a sudden death round. You know, you just have to do that. You just it's, go until it it's it's going more and more towards that. They honestly they don't even have to have like a separate round, but like that championship fifth well, round could be that round. You, know, you don't have to add it around. You just make the – like, if going into the to the fourth round, I like, if you get past the fourth round in a championship fight, that means the fight's either really, really good or really, really boring. Ask George yeah. St. Pierre. You know what I mean? But, like – overtime fights. No, no, no. But that's the thing is, like, you don't even need overtime. You just make it part of the regulation. It's a five-round fight. The first four or five minutes, that fifth round, until somebody loses. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I think – and I, and I think, so, I'm sorry, what, I keep interrupting you, what? No, I keep doing that to you, I'm sorry. Okay, but yeah, no, the the point is, is like, think about the second Jan Sterling fight. Does anyone in their right sane mind think that if that fifth round was go until one of you loses, that Algerman Sterling was going to come out of that shit a winner? No, nobody believes that, nobody thinks that, that would never have happened, and I will bet my entire life on it. Uh, you can't sit there as a person like Aljamain Sterling and keep winning these fucking fights by decision and by 
you know, uh, what, is, what is it, you know, uh, um, uh, disqualification. Like, you can't keep winning these fights and then calling yourself a king champion. You're not a champion. You're a champion of being a shit. That motherfucker actually wears a shirt that, like, uh, like pokes at the acting part, like, best actor, you know, of the UFC. It says something to that effect where, like, it, he's, he's, like, proud of his acting job in the first fight. And it's like, wow, man, you could have gotten get- up. And you could have died on your shield or hell, maybe even pulled out a victory, but you didn't do either of them. You copped out. Imagine if like in war, you could do that to where you're like, oh man, they, they sent a dirty bomb to my country. Um, we can't fight anymore. And then everyone's like, well, guess you win. Like that's not how life works. Like what the fuck? You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. No, I, I feel what you're saying. I just, I, I, I would, I know there's a lot of talk about open scoring. Here's the thing though. When people talk about open scoring, they still want to be little bitches and kind of default to, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't actually care about it. They don't. They're not trying to spark fighters to fight better. They still don't mind it going to decisions. If you're going to have open scoring, no way am I going to give you a decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, a problem, a problem with open scoring or like in really, really good fights, uh, like that three round, um, in my opinion, top three best fights of all time between Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje, which was only a three-round fight, which is, to me, a shame. But if we're going to talk about open scoring, I think if, if they knew the score going into the third round, I think that they fight differently. And I don't want to see them fight differently. I wanted them to keep doing what they were doing, you know? Maybe you could choose whatever round you want to know about. If you think you won the first, maybe you want to know, you know, maybe you get to pick one round. But, but even, but even, but even then, then it becomes like a, like a numbers game. Like, like, remember, like Nama Yunus was saying, like, I I thought I had this, this, and this. And it's like, well, okay, but why are you thinking about that mid fight? You should be thinking about finishing the fight, the entire fight. After after round one, you should be like, I think I got that. Well, okay, maybe after round one, yeah, I got that one. Maybe, right? After round two, after round one, actually, there's no, hey, maybe I can get this other one too. It's go in there like you lost. Like, I don't get it. You gotta go in there and win every round, no matter what. Anyway, if you if you really want to win, you're not going. These, this is the problem with the UFC, and which is why I talk about like other promotions because the UFC they come in there and they go, "Oh man, I think I won this." You got a champion saying, "I think I won that round." What? That doesn't make sense to me. A lot of people, well, you can't can't knock somebody out every fight. Well, I don't know why you can't. It certainly happens. It was happening for Tyron Woodley until he got into his head. He needs to have decision. Yeah. Well, you see you what know, I'm saying? It, it's, it's a weird I thing to say like that. When... I remember the precise fight where he said he needed to start doing that. And that's when it started happening. That's when he became the worst champion of all. He wasn't even champion then, actually. Uh, but he just started saying, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. People think I'm just a knockout artist. Yeah, let him do that because you make more money and people love you. Chuck Liddell wasn't the greatest fighter on the planet. He was, I mean, maybe he arguably was at, at the time he was dominant. But my point was, who who do we look back at as this cherished hero? Chuck Liddell, because he was knocking people out. And but, and, and but at the same time, but at the same time, and I, and I'll, I'll, I don't know if this helps or hurts your point, but uh, along the same lines, guys these days like Sean O'Malley, like he's only known for knocking people out, right? And yeah. he and he. Like, uh, man, how times have changed. Back in the day, Chuck Liddell knocked everyone out or he got knocked out, right? Well, right. nowadays, Sean O'Malley 
um, actively and like very, very vocally goes out there and <laughs> goes out there and says shit like, nah, keep giving me fucking these cheap ass fights so I can make as much money as possible because I'm a huge draw. And it's like, okay, I get where you're coming from, make your money, but don't sit there and act like you're an actual contender. Please do not do that. True. You know? And like, like, that's please what you do not do that. But you get with decisions and open scoring, and it's kind of coddling you. I don't need to tell you if you're winning or not. You're the one in the contest. Like, there is no scoreboard, though, so I kind of get that. You know, you're going blind. Then again, it's – then again, and I – and did you, bear with me on this because you used to at least watch it, and you get this part. You get what I'm about to say. In pro wrestling, there was that comeback. There was no scoreboard in pro wrestling. You didn't know if you was going to win. You were probably getting your ass whooped. And then all of a sudden, you hit your finishing move out of nowhere. You win. Even pro wrestling gets that right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I understand that there's no scoreboard, but that's that can also lead to greatness. That's That's why pro wrestling is and has been a thing, because you can manufacture that feeling. You know, you can you can manufacture the scenario and get the same feeling from people. Well, so I, to uh to further that point, remember um remember how exciting it was to watch like uh let's say The Rock. Remember like he would get his ass kicked sometimes like really really badly and like they would sneak attack him and you're like no this can't count and then like at the one two and then he just throws that shoulder up and he just gets it before the three and then like. He makes this comeback that takes, you know, two or three minutes to, you know, really, really unfold. And, you know, he fucking gets the guy on the rock bottom and he slams him. And then he rock bottoms the guy that's helping him and he slams him. And then he, fucking, you know, drops the people's elbow on both of them. And it's like, oh, my God, the rock. One, two, three. Yeah. Like that. There is none of that in this day and age, especially with people like Sean O'Malley and Aljamain Sterling. Like they do. They don't like. Aljamain Sterling especially, but like Sean O'Malley too. Remember when he when he lost to Cheeto, he got kicked in the leg once, once right in the calf, and he was like, "Nah, I'm good." Whereas well, like no, I've seen guys take harder shots from bigger well, people. No, Cheeto kicked him in that certain place where. Okay, no, and, I, and I know I know there's that whole nerve thing. I was just explaining the whole you know, like nerve thing to somebody. No, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, but but I'm but I'm saying is they're like like same with the Aljamain Sterling Piotr Jan uh, first fight. We're like. Dude, die on your fucking shield. Whatever happened to these fighters wanting to go out like fighters? You know what I mean? These guys are so worried about their careers, which I do understand and I appreciate to an extent. But part of your career is to be excited. That's why I absolutely 150% love Michael Chandler so fucking much. Because the dude goes out on his shield and he loves it too. Like when he got his ass kicked by Gaethje, it was one of the best fights I've ever seen. But he was making jokes about it on social media. Like he had that uh, that ice mask where like he could see out like it was like a like seriously like a face mask with uh, like for like an ice pack. But like he had like little ice slits in it and like a little nose part, right? And he's just like, this is what happens to you when you go toe to toe against the guy they call the human highlight reel. And it was super funny. And like it, it just that's what the sport needs is guys that go out on their shield. The sport does not need guys like Sugar Sean O'Malley. Or Algernon bitch ass Sterling, which I'm pretty sure is his nickname. And 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 I, not to take too much away from them. And to be, honest, I gotta I gotta edit this a lot. We got sponsors. I'm trying to get. Uh, I have a meeting with them on Monday. I had to edit this head heavily, but inside of 15 minutes, so we're fine. But please okay, well, what do you okay? To, to be fair, just that so you can edit this too. But what are you editing? Uh, you said words. Yes. Oh man, I can't. Yeah, that's, uh, no, you can curse. Just stop saying, oh, okay. Only because I'm going to listen to 15 minutes. 
We can say fuck off into 20 minutes, and then I'm going to stop, and you're going to stop. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to edit them all anyway, so it's fun for right now. And it's are, are, the, are these sponsors treating you right, Sean? We don't. We, listen, we, we, we ain't got there yet. We have one. We're good. I won't mention okay, them. Who, who's, who's our sponsor? I'll, I'll, I will give them a shout out. We won't do that yet. I'll give them a shout out later outside of the 20 minute up zone. Okay. But your co-host doesn't even get to know who the sponsor is. That's, that's awesome. That's a good sponsor. I mentioned it now is going to be in between a lot of edited stuff. You get what I'm saying? So I mean, I'm, I get it. I get it. But uh, I guess I'll try to stop. I'll try to stop guessing. I'll try to stop guessing. Four minutes. We got four minutes to curse. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cut this part out. I want people to know that we curse. It's heavily edited. Well, yeah. Well, and this like like I haven't been on the show for a while. You know what I mean? Right. So, no, this I, is, it, yeah, I, I'm catching up. Like honestly, I think a lot of the fans were really thirsty for Side Mountain Sam. Just saying. That's a little weird. That Side Mountain name and all the puns and stuff are just a little. What, dude? Come on, that's what makes. Just say like thirsty, moist, and stuff like that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but no, back back to the 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 fighting the fighting stuff. No, I just uh, sorry sorry to like call, sorry to call names, but like I just I really do miss the day and age where if you lost in the UFC, it was usually because of a knockout or a submission or some sort of a TKO. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, yeah. there's so many decisions that are honestly, if you really watch them, good fights. Like on, especially on fight night cards, there's a lot of good fights that are on the undercard on a fucking fight night. That really, man, like they don't they don't catch anyone's attention because nobody knows the people's names. They don't really care about their records, but they they have a great fight, you know. And you're like, oh man, these guys are never going to be contenders, but this matchup, that's a good matchup. And that's why I've always because said, since the since the ESPN deal. Um, the UFC's put on way better cards, way better fights, way better matchups, everything. The thing that makes me mad, though, are when people like Sugar Sean and Aljamain Sterling, you know what I mean? And, and no, I, no, you're right. Uh, it's, it's, it's what's happened with all of sports. You look at sports, it, it, it's, a, it's kind of a goofy thing when people say, when I'm, or allude to, they make the argument that, oh man, you know, uh, Jackie Robinson couldn't hit a, a baseball today because everybody's so much quicker. Like, you gotta understand, had he not been hitting the baseball, then you wouldn't know how to hit a baseball today. Dumbass. Well, that's a, that's no, a, like, it's a weird, it's a weird comparison to make. Just, just decide, sidetrack for a second. Man, you saw great people do something in front of you and yeah. now you do it. So when you say, Man, these guys would kick Carlos Condit's or, uh, or, uh, Chuck Liddell's ass. I'm not saying you say that, but these, yeah, 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 when you say that today's athlete would kick their ass and today's athlete more athletic, that's because they, they don't want to get beat up like a Chuck Liddell and they saw him do it and they know the striking patterns they need to do. They know so much more from all the tape. And I mean, they had a whole career of tape on Chuck Liddell. I grew up watching Chuck Liddell. I'm yeah. better off fight than somebody who never watched Chuck Liddell. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, so, yeah, for sure. So people who train watching Chuck Liddell are uh, 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 way scarier, should be way scarier. Uh, theoretically, they're much better than he is, right? Theoretically. So, of course, because they had a whole film on him. And you know what? We're building our bodies better. We got sports medicine that's be- better. Everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and, and, and that's not just saying that everything's completely better and everybody's better in every way because that is not true you can go back in the day and there are athletes that you simply just can't even touch 
no matter who you are. Do you think you need somebody's going to be better than Michael Phelps? I highly doubt it. But I, I think he's going to be the best swimmer there ever was. That's fine. That's okay. There are going to be people who can do stuff. They can run faster, jump better than Michael Jordan, stuff like that. What I'm saying is there's going to be fighters. Like the, today's fighters, they're great. They're overall, they're better fighters than the fighters of yesteryear. But is it better if they go into decision all the time? Like, no, they're better athletes, right? But they're not better. They're not, they're not, they're better athletes, but overall they're not better fighters and they're not better for the sport. So I get that we're getting more decisions. And like you say, they're great fights. It's just that we don't need just great fights. We need finishers. And I'm going to make the point again about pro wrestling. That's why there's a rock bottom. And you kept mentioning what he would do. Rock bottom this guy, rock bottom that guy, and a Stone Cold Stunner because they are finishers. They don't like to just hang it all out there in a in a in a in the perfect scenario as a finish, right? Yeah. So these guys uh, rarely, rarely. Uh, you say the BJ Penn fight, uh, BJ Penn and uh, uh, Frankie Edgar. Cool. There you go. You get a decision out of that, but that's a little different because you don't expect BJ Penn to just straight up lose. You don't expect him to get knocked out, I mean. You don't expect yeah. him to sit in. But if he's outclassed, I got it. But that still, still speaks to his toughness. This isn't about toughness nowadays. Not just, I mean, don't get me wrong. People, like I said, they're highly skilled nigging and out of stuff. But it's not just about toughness. It's about grit. And a lot of these guys lack the grit and, and grind it takes to finish something. Michael Jordan, 6-0. LeBron James. He's like, what, four and six? That's horrible. He has a losing record in championships. Who would you rather have, the finisher or the guy who gets finished six times? He, got, he lost as many times as Michael Jordan has won. And Michael Jordan has never lost in a championship game. Not only that, if we if we likened it to MMA, he got knocked out. Like straight up, not worst knockouts ever. He, he did that happened to him like twice. Yeah. You know, so I, uh, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna do open scoring or not. I I don't know if it. I say it helps, but then again, you're giving them a leg up that maybe they like. Oh, since I won both rounds, why, who get who cares? I'm not gonna do shit, right? So I don't know. That was that was my last shit too. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I I want I want, I want to go back because I okay. want to get your take on and and please refrain from so much cursing. Um, I want to get your 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 thought on that mega card with uh, the one we watched. I just put it like that: the mega card we watched. Mm, I gotta go look back up the card because I've watched a couple since then. Oh man, Chandler, but Chandler, me, Chandler Ferguson. That yeah. card. I know, I know which one you're talking about. I just don't remember the uh, the number for it. Like it was UFC uh, two seventy four. Yeah, uh, Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, Namunis Esparza, Chandler Ferguson, um, Shogun Hua versus Ogun St. Peru. Like, oh my god, that was that, that was the saddest fucking fight I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was crazy. I was talking about, uh, 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 he's a heavyweight, uh, uh, he calls himself the Wolf. Why can't I think? Arlovsky. Sorry, I don't know why I was trying to play. Yeah, yeah. 
I was talking about how he how there's an outside chance he could get a title shot if he really cut his weight down to like peak level performance because he has the know how and with a couple injuries or COVID, he might be in a in a situation where he can get two lucky fights. It would take an extreme amount of luck, but I was saying he could get a title shot. And then I saw that fight and I was like, well, you know what? I'm just not going to advocate for older fighters anymore. <laughs> Why should I do that? I was going to say, he's like 97 years old. So, like, no, there's no point in cutting that much weight. I mean, after what Shogun and, and, and OSP, what? A, yeah. Yeah. Peru, yeah. Man, we watched that and it was, uh, it's weird because, you know, like, they're not like our heroes or anything, but like to a degree, sure. You know, like we, we look up to these guys because they're athletes, you know, um, and we appreciate what they do with the sport. And I'm going to turn it over to you. You can take this card wherever you like. It's your time to talk. Honestly, please, please cut out the cursing. Start what? I say, please cut down on the cursing. Just at least, you know, alcohols, bro. No, honestly, like, with this card, uh, out of the, what, you know, 10, 15 fights that all the, the big events have, or however many, like, I would say there's only really five fights that were worth a damn at all. And then there's only, like, really three fights that you could really talk about to any length and keep people's attention. You know what I mean? And those were the, uh, main event, co-main event, and pre-co-main event. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because uh, remember, the Donald Cer- uh, Cerrone versus Joe Lousen fight got canceled on this card. So there's like two pretty decent names for anyone who's been a fan of MMA for more than five years. You know what I mean? Like, that's a that's a pretty decent fight. Like, you wanted to see what happened in that fight just in terms of the finality of both of those guys' careers, right? Well, that didn't happen. So what we really got out of this entire card was Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson, uh, Rose Namajunas versus... Carla Esparza, and of course, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. Those are the only three fights that you could really talk about in a public way uh, to where you're not going to lose people's attention. You know, because I happen to think there was some pretty good ones be- between, um, what was the, uh, ma- uh, the, uh, the women's featherweight fight. It was, uh, I'm looking it up just so I, I could be accurate, but um, all right, there it is. It's uh, Macy uh, Tyson versus Norma Dumont. That was a really good fight. Um, Brandon Royval versus Matthew Christopher Schnell, also a really good fight. And you know, just because I'm actually a pretty big Blagoy Ivanov fan, um, Marcos, uh, uh, Marcos Lima, or, uh, he has like some big name. Let me go back to the page. It's Marcos Rogelio, Rogerio de Lima versus Blagoy Ivanov. Like, I've always liked watching Ivanov fight, and it's for no other reason. Then, like, he has a chin, and he throws haymakers. He's like a terrible butterbean. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I love watching Blagoy Bl- Ivanov fight. And, like, honestly, the fight wasn't exciting, but I'll give it a shout-out because I love Blagoy Ivanov. But, you know, like, early prelims, Andre Filahau won. That was a pretty fucking cool knockout. Um, but other than that, like, there's nothing you can really talk about. There's only three fights that really make a difference to yeah anything, you know? So I'll, I'll, I'll start the in the middle, and and if you want my take, like I'll start in the middle, because uh, the Rose Namajunas versus Carla Esparza fight, oh that was terrible, man! I could have just cussed so much about that, and I didn't, and I held myself up. So props to myself. I, I, but, uh, I 
if it if it was if it was if it was a flown to golf, sure. And there's there's definitely oh, Bro, I, I might not be able to make this whole rant about that fight without cuss words, but my it's, god. It just it's enough. That's all. It, it dude, it just oh, it it was really disappointing because I absolutely agree with the decision. Carlos Barza won. I I don't like Rose Namajunas anymore because of how she reacted to the loss. You know what I mean? Like, like because of how you was starting not to like her anyway because of how she acted uh, towards Zhang Wei Li. Uh, like she she really she was really a clown when they when they fought the first time, and uh, she was better the second time. But like uh, Rose Namajunas has these little quirks about her that you were kind of like ah, I kind of don't like how she acts. So you were you were you were already kind of souring on her anyway, and this was definitely the straw that broke a lot of camelbacks. Yeah, absolutely, and mine was one of them because like what I liked about Rose Namajunas was she would go in there and she would be surgically dominant with whatever aspect of the game. You know what I mean? Like, and she took her losses, which if you watch her losses, man, she doesn't even look like the same fighter that she does in her wins which I guess is, is the story for people in general, but just, like, it, it's really apparent with people like her. You know what I mean? So her being a champion, not surprising. Her losing your championship belt, also not surprising. So it, it's it's kind of one of those things where I'm sitting here watching her versus Carla Spars in this fight, and I guess after the first round and a half, so, like, we're, like, halfway through the second round, I start going, like, oh, oh wow. Technically, right now, technically speaking, if the judges are looking at the same thing I'm looking at, I think Spars is winning. And it was like, well, clearly Rose it wasn't won the even second, close. Or, sorry, clear, uh, Rose won the uh, first round, but like halfway through the second round, I, she might have even won the second round too. But like Esparza, like she was like turning a corner in, in a way. She was hitting a second gear to where she's like, okay, uh, you know, I've weathered the storm of her, you know, fresh and you know, ready to go. She did so. But, she but, that's but that's the thing is she, she 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 won and this is the this is the thing that makes me mad nowadays with judging is like usually if you get a takedown you get a win you know what I mean like total yeah. bullshit but like Carlos Barza the way she was fighting was like she had to like check off some boxes in my opinion to where you know you can't just get a takedown and do nothing with it. no she she landed a takedown almost had like a submission or two she landed another takedown had some ground and pound. She was active on the ground, but it never stayed on the ground long enough to think that she was trying to like hang on her back, a la Algernon Sterling. You know what I mean? So like I was like, all right, well she she's active on the ground. She she's not willing to uh she she or sorry, she is willing to bail on a you know um a grappling match versus, you know, keeping the fight standing. You know, like when when she was landing some ground and pound, Namunas really did did a uh, did a good job of getting out of it and Asparza didn't fight it because it's like if you fight it, then it becomes a grappling match. You can't do any damage. You can't show the judges that you are better. If you're sitting there grappling, that's subjective. That's really the, most of the losses that are surprising are because somebody apparently lost a grappling exchange. You know, but yeah. watching this Asparza, uh, watching Asparza work, she didn't just sit there and try to like hang on her like a backpack. She did what she needed to do to keep the position if it was advantageous. Or she landed shots and then just abandoned the game plan altogether and got back up on her feet and figured her way either back to the ground or, honestly, in my opinion, she almost won the stand-up. I think Nama Yunus landed more like 
uh, technically more significant than strikes. But to be perfectly fair, I'm still not entirely positive what the judges consider a significant strike. You know, like that it's 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 one of those things where you see that as a stat and you're like, okay, like I understand what they're saying. They're like, you know, it's it's pretty much total clean landed strikes between jabs, hooks, uppercuts, overhands, kicks, fucking to the leg, to the you know, whatever. Like it's everything, but like I, I I don't know. I'd have to see like a formal definition of it to really understand what they're getting at with significant strikes. Because to me, sometimes a fighter lands more significant strikes and still loses the fight otherwise. You know, like they get bludgeoned on the ground, like they completely have no ground game. And this this was Rose Namajunas is she fought valiantly to keep the fight standing, but she was not so far ahead of Esparza in the stand up game that I would just give Nami Yunus the win. Not at all. When I yes. was watching that fight, I was saying, wow, Carla Esparza's stand up's gotten better, or Rose Nami Yunus' stand up didn't. But you, you can't believe that because she's got, she's got good coaching, she's got a good camp. Like, you know, everything about her, uh, her training was good. I think Carla Esparza was ready for her bullshit up, up top. And then was like, I can still beat you on the wrestling and grappling side. That's why she did not need to at all try to entertain some sort of a grappling match. Because, yeah, Rosanama Yunus goes to grappling competition and wins them all the time. Fucking, uh, I don't know about Carlos Sparger. I've never looked because I've never heard anything like that about her. I mean, she could be a stud. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, she's a stud. Like, I know she's a stud wrestler. Uh, I just don't know if she goes to jujitsu competitions and like you know wins them like Dami just usually does. But Esparza showed us that she could hang on the stand up because she didn't even get clipped. Like she got hit hard like a couple of times, but like with yeah. what we've seen, Rose Namajunas's clean hard uh, strikes land due to other people versus what it did to Esparza. It was like oh shit, okay. Honestly, like, you know, coming into this fight, and I even said it on the day of the fight when we were watching him, I didn't think Esparza was worth the title shot. After the fight, I was like, and oh, I, shit. You know, I, I, was like, I was like, oh, shit, you know what needs to happen? Valentina Shevchenko needs to drop down to 125 instead of keep trying to fight at 145. Like, <laughs> and you know I, mean? I was like, dude, Valentina could have two belts for, like, free. Like, <laughs> I, I said, I maintain that. Uh, Carla Esparza did deserve a spot. I didn't. I didn't move back. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, she you did. Yes, she, did. she did, though. I mean, and it's, no, you, you, you did say that. You yeah. absolutely, I, I absolutely, because you were telling me that. Like when I yeah. was like, I don't I think mean, she's worth the title that. shot. You're like, I think she earned a spot to at least get a rematch against Nami Yunus. It was like, yes. well, on, on that side of things, that's pretty fair. You know what I mean? So what happened? Like, uh, it's fair to say that. <laughs> Yes, was like, hey, uh, she 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 just kind of got spooked. She was like, oh, okay, well, this person knows what I can do, so she didn't even try anything crazy or outside of the box, really. And 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 we saw that well, she kind of tried it, but it wasn't going to work anyway because Carla Esparza, we weren't, we called her a bum, we called her all types of, uh, we, we we said she wasn't good enough in a lot of ways, um, and of course. Her being in the fight gives her a puncher's chance, but what we didn't take into we kind of took what we didn't really take into account we should have was Thug Rose beating herself, which she can do at any point, and she definitely psyched herself out that fight, you know, because um, we didn't think that 
as far as his skills were up to snuff with 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 what we saw Thug Rose do against uh, um um uh, uh, Jessica. Better, uh, other other better strikers. Just say other better strikers. Right. However, however, the fact that she was able to do that. She's a she's a champion. Nothing we can do about it. Nothing I want to do about it. I I, I don't think that she's a, a paper champion. I, I don't. I, I I won't say that she is unless she look. You know, if she, if she doesn't win her first title defense, sure. But I don't know who she's gonna fit defend that title against. Like it's kind of open season on that title now, that, dude. That's why I said what I said. That's why I said you know who could easily take over a title. Valentina Shevchenko, she can cut ten pounds, and I'm gonna because because she's the she's the 135 champion and she's challenged Amanda Nunes at 145, which to me valiant effort. I thought she won one of either oh. fight, if not both. Um, but why not go down to 125? Like it might suck to do the weight cut, but you know once you get hydrated again, you're gonna be fine. Like none oh. of the, none of the, none of the women in the 125 division could knock out Valentina Shevchenko. In any realistic scenario that I could ever see, no, oh. no exchange of hands, no leg kicks, not like she's too sure. fast, she's too strong, she's too big. Like she could be a double champion right now, and I'm just not sure why she doesn't do it. And I was really looking forward to a Shushenko Nama Yunus fight, but like honestly, like I wouldn't care if Asparza fought a Valentina because crushed the fight. Well, everyone is, everyone. Is. The only person who wasn't was Amanda Nunes, and I don't know if that's like. I don't know if they fought a third time if Valentina wouldn't straight up knock her out like fucking uh, whoever the uh, um, title holder is now. Oh, Juliana Pena, which honestly, I've been following Juliana Pena's career since like I watched every episode as they came out with the say what? That's somebody who didn't deserve a title shot. Uh, well, d- dude, d- I was just going to say, I was like, I've watched Juliana Pena since she was on uh, the uh, the Ultimate Fighter series. Like, I watched that as they came out. Like, the, I was so invested at the time. Like, not just to that, but, like, to, to the to the show in general. And, uh, man, like, watching her, I was like, man, like, she's going to be a good fighter in some ways. But, like, I was like, I don't think I could ever see her hit with a championship, let alone, like, dethroning the greatest female fighter that's ever lived slash one of the greatest fighters that's ever walked the planet. Like, man. But she, uh, uh, Amanda Nunes beat herself. We know yeah, that. she came in out of shape. She came in unmotivated. She expected to win. And you know what? Juliana Pena said, fuck you. And that's, then, you know, I hope we can keep that one on the air because that's what she said. Like, she literally, in every aspect, she out cardio, she out wrestled, she out struck. And that's what she did. Overlooking, you know, Amanda Nunes. Look, I ain't no sympathy for her. She should never overlook her. No sympathy for her. I'm upset that Absolutely. she Pena right. is now walking around with balls the size of Texas, acting like she does it. Like, no, 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 no. Like, calm down. We know we yeah, know Nunes beat herself, but at the same time, oh well. Now she's talking about Amanda Nunes. I mean, not Amanda Nunes. Sorry, Juli- Juliana Pena has went so far as to say that Ronda Rousey was always trash and did nothing for. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, so you stepped in, in a, a big turn now. Now, now you just you're you're the best fighter on the planet now. Like, I, I now I hope Amanda Nunes tears her head off. Now, let's be for real, Juliana Pena is still a fighter with a skill set that can deal with Amanda Nunes unless she gets knocked out. But I, I want to real quick. I want to go back to Valentina going down 
cutting that weight puts her at great risk uh, uh, with um, uh, uh, Carla Esparza because Esparza is, is a wrestler and used to all of that. That's not where you want to be. I don't think it's nearly as – I think it's dangerous. I think she might even lose. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll counter what you're saying right now with the fact that Carla Esparza is still – small for the weight class uh at yeah. least at least height wise so 125 she she doesn't have to really like cut too much to get to 125 she might like maybe 10 pounds like but she probably walks around 135 she could probably go up to 135 and make that a, uh, that's worse for uh, uh uh valentina that's way worse because the closest she is in re- regular weight look i'm telling you like this Carla Esparza is not somebody you just want to get in there with thinking you're going to just take something from her. And it's not because of her latest fight. Well, that has something to do with it, I guess. But, like, as much as we shat on her, guess what? She is, like, there are certain fighters who just aren't at a certain level. And and I was even saying right before Aljamain Sterling fought Jan, I said, look, you know, just because we hate him don't mean that he's complete trash. It doesn't mean that he can't openly and outright win a fight against Jan, because he could, because he has that real puncher's chance. In fact, you you didn't favor him for Jan at first, but you 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 thought the same about him as an athlete before the fight happened. You was like, oh, watch out for Aljamain Sterling. And to be honest, to credit you, you he's champion, and you're correct about it. You know, so. Okay, well, to to kind of like uh, back up what you're saying, but to like put it into like real actuality, like in actuality, I was a huge Aljamain Sterling fan. But like I, I remember when he first broke into the UFC and he was just beating people left and right, and he was super athletic. You're like, man, this kid's good. He could be a champion. And then he lost a fight here, you know, lost maybe uh, like a, like a fight there. Like you know, it was just he didn't look like he was good against good competition. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. He's like, he, he only has three losses, but, like, his losses are big losses. Like, like it's crazy. That happens, though. Holly Holm, she's the same way. All her all her losses was against champions. Like, she wasn't garbage. You know, it's just that she was the standard, and everybody above her was so much better, you know, that it just made her look like she wasn't quite that good. You know, I mean, head kick knockouts and stuff. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, her and Jessica, I got knocked out the same way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By in two different weight classes. <laughs> well, so, yeah. like, to really uh, back up my point, like, yeah, big losses. Like, he and they're not big losses in terms of the names. Like, I mean, you you would know them if you've ever watched MMA for the past five years. <laughs> I'm gonna make that joke all day. But uh, just in general, like. The biggest name he's ever lost to is debatable. Like, in my opinion, the biggest name he's ever lost to is Brian Caraway because he used to get to, uh, you know, hang out with Bisha Tate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like uh, the other guys are Rafael Sansa, which that's a good name, you know, uh, or Marlon Marias, which if he lost by a knockout, which I'm pretty sure was a knee, um, Marlon Marias used to be a stud. His problem was just cardio, you know, so like. There's his three losses, uh, but he has <laughs> – he's beaten Takei Misugaki, who, like, back in the day, pretty good fighter. Cody Stammen, who I was a big believer in. Jimmy yes. Rupa, Pedro Munoz. Corey Sandahagen was the biggest surprise, he, like, even like even more so than the Yawn wins. I was so surprised that he fucking surprised Corey Sandahagen the way he did. Just jumped right into guard and guillotine and caught him standing. 
And it was like, whoa, like Corey Sandhagen is crazy. Like it, it, it's unfortunate he's in the weight class he is because I think he could do really well in another weight class, uh, you know, with different circumstances. But like right now, man, like in my opinion, besides Piotr Jan, like that, that whole that whole division is just so worth watching. That 135 division is so worth watching. There's so many good names. And Corey Hand- uh, Sandhagen is top three. Like, if you're going to put Aljamain Sterling at number one because he's the champion, whatever, gross, throw up face. Um, Piotr Jan's number two. Uh, I go Sandhagen, even though he lost to Dillashaw. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. love, I love that whole division. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. I, I used to say the, uh, the um, 155 light uh, lightweight division in uh, the UFC was the most entertaining one when it was like Khabib and Connor and Dustin and Gaethje and blah 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 like that that was the most exciting division. Now it's bantamweight, UFC bantamweight most most exciting division in all of sports. That's the same thing I said about the lightweight division of the UFC back then. Uh, I'm saying it now about the bantamweight division. That's the most exciting division. It has the best fighters all around. Like. I oh man, like let me look up really quick the uh, UFC bantamweight rankings, um, just because I want to read them out loud because I don't know all of them by hand. But <coughs> here we go. So obviously champion Aljamain Sterling, but here are the top fifteen of these guys: Piotr Jan, number one contender; T.J. Dillashaw fighting for the title next, number two; Jose Aldo. Number three, Corey Sandhagen, number four. Marlon Vera, number five. Marab Dwavish Willie, a guy that Aljamain Sterling, the champion, trains with and has also said uh, after his next fight, if he wins, which is, I mean, Marab's a stud, um, if he wins, Aljamain said he might have to just leave the weight class. I, I get their teammates and I get he's going to use the whole, like, you know, friend, respect, training partner sort of thing. I'm going to let it flat with that. I actually. Nope, 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 nope. You don't have to. Nope, not at all. I'm not going to let him fly for that. Not at all. Because don't be afraid of somebody. Because he's obviously afraid of him. He's his teammate. He trains with him. He is obviously afraid of him. And I hope he fucking hears that. I hope you, Algermain Sterling, hear that I think you are afraid of your own teammate. That's why you're so willing to leave the weight class. Because why not suggest that he leaves the weight class? He could make 145. And, and I get that. I get you that. Know, you know what I mean? Like, no. but this, look at after Marab Dravish Willie, who's number six on this rankings. Rob Font just had a great fight. Uh, he lost, but he had a great fight. I mean, against Cheeto Vera, come on. You know, uh, I said Marlon Vera at number five. It's Cheeto Vera's the uh, number five. I'm just trying to be fair in that in that regard. You know how I feel about uh, Algernon Sterling. I'm trying to not curse, and this is why I refrain from uh, discussing him too much personally. Uh, yeah, he he he's scared. Nobody really does that. I mean, if you want to say. Usman, uh, and, and, and Aden Sanya, those guys, and, and, uh, uh, um, Naganu, those guys not fighting makes sense, right? Sure. Makes sense that they wouldn't fight each other. Sure. But unless you're those guys, you kind of don't have a claim to just say, well, I'm not going to fight them. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, you, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, I wouldn't want to fight my brother. But I'd fight my brother. Like, you got, you know what I'm saying? You got my brother. 
he's that's not his brother, so fight him. Like I don't want to fight my brother, but I'll knock my brother out if like my brothers. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I got brothers. To fight them, they gone. I'm just saying, they they finna get knocked out and tapped out. Like, uh, and that's only because I'm not afraid to fight anyone. Uh, and that would, of course, circumstances would be ridiculous. But other than the person being your blood brother, like the Diaz brothers, why would they fight each other? Could they? Should they? Maybe. But honestly, those two have probably fought with each other enough to where like it wouldn't even be entertaining. I mean, it would be, but like it wouldn't be like a, like a good. Fight. They're just they're just family. Like they they have brother. That's brother the thing. Fought, like, just, they have fought before, and we know they have. So. Why not? Why not Aljamain Sterling against someone who's not his blood? You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is a competition, and you guys shouldn't be in the same weight class. And 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 he's gonna leave. Let him vacate his title. Well, I'll here's the thing. You, I'll, That's how people treat things that they get for free. He got that title for free. He didn't earn it, and now he'll give it up like garbage. That was. That's what pissed me off about him. Oh yeah, I don't need it. Here you go. You can take him, little brother. Go ahead. Well, and you know the 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 hard part too is is if you're going to use the brother analogy, I, I can't quite get behind it because it's like if I'm champion, my brother's going to have to take that shit from me. You know what I mean? Like I ain't leaving. You're going to have to take it from me, especially if you're my older brother. But I, it doesn't matter, whatever. But uh, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like even if Marab Dwabishwili wins his next fight, he's just going to be in the mix with guys like Jan Dillashaw, Aldo, Sanhagen, Cheeto, Rob Font, Dominic Cruz, and I, I, I can even keep going. Number nine, Song Yudong. I watched him fight. Pedro Munoz, about to fight Sean O'Malley, who's number 13, but then in between them, you got Frankie Edgar and Ricky Simon. I think Ricky Simon's going to make some noise. You know what I mean? I think he could be really good going forward. Uh, number 14 is Jack Shore. Number 15 is Rafael Asuncao. The only person who I've never seen fight on this list is Jack Shore, and honestly, I don't even think he's a real person. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do about that, you know. But that <laughs> that bantamweight division is so entertaining. There are so many good fights that are going to be coming up. Like honestly, if you're in the top fifteen, like except for fucking Jack Shore, you could headline any UFC like pay per view. Not just a fight night. You could be a headline or a co main event like. You would be a great fight for any pay per view, you know. Like let let's say Jose Aldo's next fight is against Marab Dwabishvili, or like Rob Fon's next fight is against the the loser of Jan versus uh, uh, Cheeto Vera, which they they're talking about. Like or Dominic Cruz gets to fight the winner of that, or like you know Frankie Edgar fights Rob Font because Rob Font lost. Frankie Edgar needs a win. Like here you go. Or, after the Pedro Munoz Sean O'Malley fight, we'll, we'll know who Sean O'Malley fights next, whether it's in the top 15 or not. You know, like Rafael Asuncao, he could be a fallback for either one of those guys if they lose or win. Like, there's so many good fights just to watch in general. Like, I'm excited for Dillashaw Sterling because Dillashaw, I don't like him, but he's going to beat that ass. He's going to beat Aljamain Sterling, and I'm not mark my mark my words right now. Because he's not going to out wrestle, he's not going to out grapple TJ Dillashaw. He definitely I don't know. does he's not. He definitely does not have better striking than him. He definitely don't have better striking. But I will say this: um, I don't want to underestimate Jermaine Sterling. 
not that I care about him, but I just don't want to do that. Uh, secondly, um, TJ Dillashaw has still been out of competition for so long. I know he won his back, but like, that's he, not he, dude, real. He beat Corey Sandahagen. He, he's, he's got my respect back. Like, I whatever get, you paid your dude, like, you were out for two years at the top of your game. You came back, you beat one of the most badass motherfuckers in the division. Like, he's, he's fine, man. He, that's going to be a good fight. And I, and I hope, I hope. TJ Dillashaw wins for storyline purposes and because Alton doesn't deserve to be a champion, especially if he's going to vacate it because his buddy came up. Like he doesn't, he doesn't even want it. So yeah, he doesn't deserve to be champion. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think that division's extraordinary. On, on to Oliveira and uh, Oliveira Gaethje. Yeah. Now I, I saw that coming. I didn't think that Gagey's had a chance. I told people, I say, he's going out in much the same way he did against uh, uh, the other champ that's, that was always fi- scared to fight new competition, Nermanga uh, Madoff ducked Oliveira, and he ducked Chandler. Don't give him, don't care what you say, he ducked him. And he, he, he made him Chandler, but he saw competition on the horizon. And he knew he wouldn't beat a new wave. I don't think he beats Chandler. I think he gets knocked out against Chandler, honestly. Uh, because Chandler's used to fighting guys like him anyway, if, if I'm being honest. I think he's used, I think he, and, and Chandler's size throws people off and his stance. Anyway, Oliveira and Chandler would have, would have, would have beaten, uh, uh Madoff. And now look at the spot we're in. The, the title's vacant and the champions won. First off, let me start with: Do do you believe that there was something screwy going on with the scales? Not really, um, as I understand it. Like, I think there was how many other successful wins where nobody debated. Like, I mean, if you're if you're Charles Oliveira, you think they're really going to tip the scales on you? And if that happens, like, then I'll apologize for what I'm saying. Pretty much is. I think what happened is he just fucked up, and I think he's missed weight before in his career, and I think that people overlook that fact just because he has been so good and so reliable and so consistent, you know, not only in the ring but out of the ring lately, but he has missed weight before. And the the problem is, is like, a lot of people don't think he should be fighting at 155. They think he should go up a weight class. And it's like, dude, he's way too scrawny for up a weight class. He's like, He's, he's like good for the 155 class. I mean, he's not like the best body type for it, but he's like, his body works for it. You know, like he, he learned how to strike, obviously. He learned how to grapple, obviously. Like, I mean, he's always known how to grapple. He was born grappling, but it just, I don't, I don't think that there's any conspiracy theory around it. I actually saw the UFC kind of promoting Charles Oliveira, especially to like the Brazilian crowd, which doesn't really need too much promoting because there are, you know, such hardcore fans over there. And, um, Charles Oliveira, like, I, I think he just fucked up. I think that was just his fault. Like, I, I don't, man, I, I'm just more disappointed that he missed weight because, like, George St. Pierre, say what you want about him in any capacity, he never missed weight, not in the UFC at least. And the guy had, like, 24 fights, you know, so I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, he messed up this time. I think that there was a problem with the scales. I don't know if it was like done on purpose, but I think there was a problem with the scales. And I think that it was uh 
they then said, oh, man, it's going to look bad if we do this and do that. So, like, there was an effort to actually conceal what happened with that. How can you say there's something wrong with the scale when nobody else had an issue? Because, no, they did, though. They did. There were, yeah. it was not that I've ever read. It's a practice. You got to go back and read. Nick, what are you talking about? I, I did. I, I went back and read. Like, I kept up on the entire thing. It was None of the other 20 fucking fighters had a problem. <laughs> Not true. Oh, this tea is delicious. There was uh, there was a group of people who had problems with the scales. Now, the scales in question is what we're is is uh, what we're talking about. What the scale he used, and, and the, actually, uh, one of the officials came out. Uh, UFC officials went on record and said, yes, there was a, a 0.5 pound differential with one of the practice scales. Here's the thing. If a few people use that practice scale and they think they're fine and they're under or whatever, and you come back and use another scale and you're not that, that's not on you, man. That's not. Uh, and I can see that happening. Not just, that makes far more sense than, uh, okay, this official scale that everybody used was fine except for him, right? No. Other people had the same issue with it. They came out and said there was, the official admitted there was an issue with a practice scale used to weigh in, you know? But if that's something you're using to gauge where you are and people, you can come in at, you know, that weight instead of you having to come in under or they don't give you any type of leeway, then I get it. Now, I don't mind them having, saying, hey, man, you know, we're not going to let, you, you got to come in at this weight, but when it comes to the title, and it, 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 I think the weight is just it is what it is. When it comes to the title, when it comes to that, and it comes to the money, I don't think you should take the title because if the guy stands a chance, half a pound's not gonna make a damn difference. That's ridiculous. Um, but I, at the same time, I don't think that you should be paid and then come in and get full paid all the money for not actually fulfilling your contractual obligation. You know what I mean? So my point is he should still have the title. Um, I know that would be unfair to other people. He should, but he should still, even if it was John Jones, I would say you still got to have a title because that's a weird way to strip a champion and say, oh, man, you, you know, you didn't wait as much. It's like, what? No, but what about the fight? I mean, do you think a pound, let's, let's say you give Gagey five pounds on him. Does that matter? If he if he was five pounds heavier, do you think he not would have gotten obliterated the way he did? Well, let's be honest. Back in the day, they didn't have USADA testing, so it, you had to hit your weight just to justify the fact that you should be fighting the guy that you're fighting when you were probably juiced to the gills. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of one of those things where I'm, I'm looking at I, I'm, I'm looking at it in, in a modern day and age where there's you know drug testing, there's you know vigorous workouts like these guys. These guys are like cream of the crop sort of, you know, athletes. And for Charles Oliveira uh, to, to miss like that, I just, it's I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's very, it's very hard for me to think that it was like some conspiracy or like the, the scale was off or something like that. Like, I honestly think like to hit like a specific weight like that, like 155, like that's probably pretty hard, you know? Like, especially if you're given a five-pound differential, which, I mean, I guess, you know, we'd have to see what he actually weighed in at and got disqualified, which I think was only like a pound and a half over. So even if that half-pound differential on the practice scale was there, I think he was still overweight. 
Like, and I think there's just a certain, you know, limit your body has. And I, I, I don't know. I just back in the day, like that's when the rule for stripping the champion, though, and this is where you and I do agree. Back in the day, like you, you, you had the rule of missing weight to strip a champion because you didn't want to see somebody like Vitor Belfort just take a bunch of steroids and beat whoever the champion was because he's juiced to the gills. Nowadays, it doesn't really make much sense to just take the title away because a half pound is like these, these guys are already cutting from whatever weight that's probably 20, 30 pounds away in general. Like they're cutting down like they're not on steroids, they, they, or at least they're not on anything that USADA is testing for. And these guys are all randomly tested vigorously, like throughout the year. They have complaints about it. It's it's a thing, right? Well, to sit there and strip a champion doesn't make any sense because it doesn't make him any less of the better fighter, technically. You know, he didn't do any less to win that chip. Um, missing missing weight should not just get your title taken away because weight, honestly, if you're within like you know a pound and a half, two pounds, or whatever, like I feel like these guys weigh in out, you know, let's say 155, and then they go they go back to the hotel room and they drink and they eat and they, you know, get hydrated and, uh, you know, replenish their systems. They come back in like fucking 10 pounds heavier the next day anyway at least. You know, it's like I mean, weigh in the day of the fight and then we'll talk. But, like, we can't get mad about, like, a one-and-a-half to two-pound difference on the day of the official win or the ceremonial win or whatever, like, you know, whatever they're saying. And then, like, I just... I can't, I can't fathom why they would just strip somebody of the champion in this day and age. I get it back in the day, you know, but I don't get it in this day and age. You know, like there's, yeah. there's too much, there's too much drug testing. There's too much stuff. Like these guys are cutting actual weight and it's not healthy. And Joe Rogan talks about it all the time, how there should be like multiple weight classes more than there already is. Like, you know, a weight class between, you know, bantam weight, like, you know, just a lot different weight classes, more of them and, you know, stuff. So people don't have to deplete their systems, you know. Exactly. I think there should be less weight classes, but I think that opens things up more. Um, you get, you have a much deeper pool to go through. And then, you know, that depth, the some of these divisions that don't have any depth would be, would suddenly just be uh, loaded. And I think we need more loaded, more loaded uh, divisions than anything. Yeah. <laughs> were, you, were you looking for a question on that one? No. Uh, I was telling my son to shut up. Sorry. Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't I'm supposed to say. I have to mute it. Kind of capped it off, but. No, so I'm cooking, I'm cooking dinner, as I do, and, um, and also doing this at the same time, and, uh, making sure the kids are good, um, you know, while the newborn's in there with, with, uh, my wife. But, what I was gonna say was, um, the next big card, let's go ahead and preview that. Yeah, we'll close out with that, how about that? Yeah. What, uh, what, now, the next big card is uh, what? It's got like three title fights on it. Uh, uh, it's two seventy five. Yeah, and it has two title fights on it and a rematch for the ages. Holloway. No, uh, Zhang Weili versus uh, your Jacek. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, well, whatever. <laughs> 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 I 
I mean, hate to sound like that, but actually kind of don't care. Um, oh. here's, here's the reason why I don't care about that. Who's fighting who after that? I mean, doesn't matter. You got you got to kind of see what happens with Nami Nunez and Sparza after this. I mean, I don't think Nami Nunez should get an immediate uh, rematch. And uh, a lot of people are like, no, no, no. no. Maybe, maybe the winner of this fight's Nami Nunez, because I think uh, Jacek and Wei Li have both lost to Nami Nunez. You know what I mean? So either way, I think the winner should fight Nami Nunez. <laughs> sure, I guess. I mean, and then it'd be her third time fighting them. And then you could like never do that again. So yeah, whatever. I mean, there's not many more exciting matchups, so true, true. But uh, Shevchenko is gonna fight a uh, Talia Santos, which who? I mean, uh, that's what I said. I was like, who? The, I don't even remember this lady being a contender. Like, I I, I pay attention. I, I at least I thought I paid attention to the uh, women's flyweight division enough. I've never even heard of this lady, but she's 19 and one, which is like, oh, cool. So maybe she's good, but like, Shevchenko is Shevchenko. Like, you know, two of her loss, two of her losses were to Amanda Nunes. You you reverse those, she's 24 and one. Like, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But then you got a uh, you got the uh, the light heavyweight um main event which is Glover Shashara in his first title defense against uh Yuri Protraka. And honestly I, I, I feel bad because like I love Glover Shashara. Like, you know, I, I'm not mad to see him be a champion before he retires because he's you know pretty yeah, he's gonna get That's yeah. what the last fight. You say he's gonna get his ass whooped. I'm pretty sure is just gonna <laughs> Light him up. <laughs> it's possible, but I don't know, man. See, that's the thing. He gets lit up, and then he comes back. Uh, I mean, historically speaking, sometimes. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not, um, I'm not too high on the on the card it, itself, to be honest. Uh, I was <laughs> until we started talking about it, and I was like, oh, this car sucks. No, the, uh, the the next card I'm looking forward to, man. Like, I'm sorry to the track, but like, the the card I'm looking forward to the most is the one uh, the one after that, the the next pay per view after 275, you know, 276, where you do have uh, two title fights in that one too, with uh, Adesanya Cannonier, Volkanovski Holloway, Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. Which, if I, I think if uh, Pereira wins or Strickland wins, I think they're the next to fight Adesanya. To be honest with you. Um, then you have Lauren Murphy meets to Tate, and that's when you have Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz, Uriah Hall versus Anthony Munez. You like it, it's it's a good one. Macy Barber versus Jessica I, like Tracus Duplessis, Suarez, Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barbarina. I don't care about that. I do care about that. But like, no, I'm very excited for that entire card because I just named more than five fights, and they don't have more than five fights on most main cards. So. Yeah. versus Jessica I. Never have I wanted to see Jessica I win so bad. But, well, and, you know, honestly, that's kind of the thing I was saying. I was like, man, what if she, uh, what if she really fucks, <laughs> what if she really fucks up Macy Barber's career trajectory? Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, uh, I mean, Misha Tate's fighting. I'm thinking, look, I'm thinking Macy, uh, Macy Barber, uh, actually annihilates. Uh, Jessica I and I have to take back a lot of how I feel about it. Yeah, I easily see that happening. 
So, so for me, it's kind of like uh, I'm, I'm really I'm, I can't I can't wait to see that that card. But like, yeah, that card before it, man. I just I just can't blame myself to give a shit. I want to give a shit, but nope. No, no, no. It's it's not a it's not all that exciting. There's fights that need to happen on that main card, but like, it's not a really exciting card. Like I, like I said, I, I just named about this upcoming fight night than I do that other that next main card. Oh, the Volkov versus uh, Rosenstrike. Yeah, I, I feel I feel more strongly about that than I do the next uh two fifty five or whatever. I don't <laughs> care. Seventy six or two seventy five. Yeah. Yeah, two seventy five, two fifty five. I forget. They gotta start naming them something or giving them annual titles because they're not. We we said this a long time ago, and they still aren't doing anything about that. It's just UFC two something. UFC is going. Oh, they're gonna be three hundred. Ooh, numbers. How come it can't be UFC uh, Judgment Day? I know uh, WWE owns the rights to that. I'm just saying because the, the number makes it more special. It makes it special, but you can still have a number. I mean, Glory, I, I, I put it to you like this. People in Glory have, like, 200 fights in kickboxing. Like, they have, like, 200 fights, man. Somebody, I've seen people with 199 and one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, yes, numbers mean a lot, but will be cool, what I'm really looking at is that person's, uh, not the one, but like, what, what's his name? The Destroyer? Like, none of those guys had any cool nicknames or nothing, you know? Like, the Iceman. You know, there was only one, well, I can't say only one Iceman, especially with Top Gun out now. Uh, but, you know, that's only, you know, for the sake of what we're talking about in MMA, there's only one Iceman. You know, like, this, the marketing, man, that's what I was speaking to, the marketing. Like, What's hard to get behind with UFC and why I don't care is that there's this uh, UFC number, number, blah, 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 this number. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean about how it's hard to get into them. So, um, it, I mean, but it, it I, 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 this weekend will be nice, you know. Um, again, I'm, I'm, uh, gonna be watching NXT, but it's still gonna be cool. To kind of just throw this on in the background and just kind of see some random knockouts, I like to see that. It's one of those one of those cards. Yeah, I mean, there, there's always potential for you know a, a fun card that you're not terribly excited about. That's the the best part about watching UFC in a lot of ways is like, man, like some of these guys. Like when you first watched Conor McGregor, I'm sure you didn't know who the hell he was. Then you looked at the fight card, and you're like, who's Conor McGregor and why is he fighting? What the hell is his name? Like, and then you know he gets the knockout, and if you were watching that fight, you're like. Oh wow! You know, like, oh, this guy. Did, uh, I'd watch this guy again if I remember his name. And then it's just like Conor McGregor that comes up again, and you're just like, oh. And then they show the highlight. Like, oh, that's right. In his first fight, he knocked out that dude. And then he gets another knockout, and another knockout. And you know, he, he you know knocks out Dustin Poirier, and you're like, oh, that guy's a contender at the time. And like, just these guys, you really get to. And like, I did the same thing with Charles Oliveira. To be honest, like, I watched him from when he was like a like a like an 18 year old breaking into the UFC with amazing jiu-jitsu skill. Uh, and I watched his ups and his downs, and then I saw his comeback. I mean, within the last, you know, what is it, two years, two, three years, like the guy has just completely revitalized his entire 
like regiment, whatever it is, man. Like he he stopped doing a lot of the jujitsu because obviously he's the best in the world and <laughs> in a lot of competitions. Like he's very decorated. So he focused on grappling because the, or I mean, uh, he stro- focused on striking because the grappling was always going to be there. And that's the thing that like these these other fighters they say like Jorge Masvidal he said he's going to go you know heavy into wrestling in his next camp for whoever he's fighting because he needs to be better and blah 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 blah. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, but dude, you were so one dimensional. There's no teaching an old dog like that new tricks. You know what I mean? So it's. Not wrestling tricks, no. Like, that's it for him. Like, it's weird, man. Either you go, either you know how to wrestle or you don't. And it's over once you don't. You yeah. know? It's, it's just over. You cannot teach someone wrestling. Wrestling is something you get. You can teach not, someone. Yeah, not at his age. No way. You could teach someone striking. You can't teach him boxing. You know, it's, it's, I'm sorry. Either you're a wrestler or a boxer. Well, if you and speaking speaking of which, if you are Jorge Masvidal or a fighter like him, your best chance right now is to double down on what you're good at and come in with good cardio. That's that's all you can really hope for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and and we don't see enough of that. Uh, I, I, I'm glad that Masvidal does it. He just doubles down, but like he should get he should have got better. I'm gonna be honest with you. He should have knocked out Usman. He could have, but he did. I don't, I, mean, I don't think he, I don't think he should have. I think he could have, but there's no should have. In that. Should his I, I don't think so. I, I was watching that fight. He was tagging him. He was hanging around. Shit. And then he just, just lost. Like, I don't know about, like, I think he could have. I don't know if he should have because no, no, he got, like, should have. Yeah. I'm not saying should have as in it. That's what should have happened. I said, like, he should have put himself. Like, you know, that's what he, he should have done. Is that what should have happened? Nah, he shouldn't. But he should have got knocked out the way he did because he was like, "Oh, I thought it was gonna be more wrestling." Well, you thought wrong, and you lost like anybody else would. He tried to take that link. He tried to take that one. Then he start. He lost to Kobe Covington and tried to fight him at a nightclub and all his other goofy shit. It's like, come on, man. Like, I, I get what you're saying with Masvidal, but like, I, I I can't back that guy anymore. He's a solid clown, far more of a clown than Kobe Covington. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. Like it's unfortunate that he is because this is a guy you could have put the whole. He was he was like the next Chuck Liddell, you know, uh, in terms of a badass who speaks his mind and you know, uh, going for the knockouts and ready to fight. The type of fighter we were talking about that's not trying to take a decision. That's that was Jorge Masvidal. Now this guy's. I gotta go back and work on my wrestling. Man, shut up, shut up, dude. You might as well go back to AEW and work on your wrestling. How about them apples? You know, because that's that's the best. That's what you're gonna do your best at work now. Your best wrestling. Meanwhile, and by the way, Paige Van Zant is a uh, wrestling now. <laughs> yeah, we we know. I don't care. <laughs> I'll say this about Paige Van Zant. Uh she's betting on herself, and she's right to do so. But they had this graphic and metric about like uh, top. Top Google or all, all the all the wrestlers that get the most traffic on the internet, and people always want to know about the old school, the great, the Undertaker, the Rock, Stone Cold, right? Then you got the new guys like Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks, people like that. And Paige Van Zandt was somewhere near the top. You want to know why she was near the top though? I'm pretty sure you already know why. But she was near the top because you know her 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 website. She she get down on her website. You know, and there ain't nothing wrong with that, but like, you know, uh, 
what what I'm bringing it up because it's kind of messed up that she would tell people they're wrong for bringing her up betting on herself, which is fine. She was like, it's not about my looks or my body. And as soon as she leaves, uh, MMA is all about her body. And it's like, but, you know, and it's like, it's not, it's not just, she didn't even wait. Like, I, she bet on herself the whole time. It's okay. It's just, it's frustrating that it was all a ruse. It was about, about her, her looks and her body. You know what I'm saying? It, whoa, calm down, Amazon. Uh, Amazon. Stop. Are you being summoned? By, by that box? Yes. Like, no, it yeah, just, no, it, it, you're, you're all good, man. Like, we can, we can definitely phase out. No, no, no. It was the Amazon box. It wasn't me, dude. Like, <laughs> well, either way, I gotta, I gotta phase out. No, no, no. Uh, and, uh, any last words about anything? Honestly, uh, going forward, man, like after this 275 card, which, you know, really has some decent matchups, but not like really an exciting card, that 276 card, man, it's it's looking good. Like, I, I think, you know, the going forward towards the summer, like even after 275, the fight nights, Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett, which I'll watch just for that fight, you know. So, you know, then you get to 276 and you have, you know, a couple other fight nights after that, like Ortega, uh, Brian Ortega versus uh, – Yair Rodriguez is coming up soon too. You know that's going to be a good fight. Um, Curtis Blake versus Tom Aspinall and get gets his own fight night card. Like there's some good fights coming up this summer, man. I'm excited. See that one coming. Uh, I heard the name, but I didn't know who was fighting. I guess. Uh, that's a great. That's a big fight for both of them. Huge. Blades wins. He's probably picking where he want, what he wants to do next. Uh, yeah. We just got to be honest about that, and that's okay. Uh, we always said as long as it took him long enough to get back. But with Nagano likely uh, going to be stripped, if he's not already stripped already, uh, with Nagano being uh, likely to be stripped, Blade should get a title shot. I'm okay with it. Because oh, dude, I was I was going to go opposite. I was going to say I can't wait to see Tom Aspinall beat Francis Ngannou. Because <laughs> Francis Ngannou isn't going to out-wrestle Tom Aspinall. And honestly, Aspinall has a chin and he's got brick hands. But, um, no, Nagano's done. Um I think he's done in the UFC. Uh, that stunt he pulled over in the, uh, the U, the, in the UK, uh, I just think that's over with him. Uh, I, the, the, the way Dana White responded, what we know Dana White to be and how he acts, nah. Um, uh, Nagano showed his ass and you, you can't do that to people like Dana White. Uh, cause look, I put it like this, uh, not that you know him, but Naomi and Sasha, who cares about Naomi? Sasha Banks, uh, got suspended from WWE because she just, she didn't want to listen. So that's the end of that. Like, you think she's bigger than them? No. You don't, you probably don't even know who Sasha Banks is. If you do, it's still not The Rock or Stone Cold who you can remember matches of. So my point is, Nagano ain't no damn Chuck Liddell and he can just get out like anybody else. Nah, I mean, I, 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 I more or less disagree just because I think the UFC would really like to see a finality to his career in the UFC, at least like whether he goes out with a big win or a big loss and has to retire or like, if he, like, I guess if he loses, they can just cut him. But like in, in terms of Francis Ngannou, I think the UFC has to keep him around just to have some like, I don't know, because even as like big nope. UFC fans, you, uh, we're watching the next Francis Ngannou fight. He's going to have one in the UFC and we're watching it. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. If that's like even even if he never has one ever again, I'm saying like if there was ever one from here on out, we're probably gonna watch. Like <laughs> you know, and that's that's the thing. The UFC knows that, so he can say whatever he wants. He can hang out with Tyson Fury. They can talk about whatever. Uh, and that might even be the fight in the UFC or like a co-UFC event for the first time ever. But like, I, I, I just, Francis and Ganu in the UFC, like they need each other in a way that I don't think either of them really understands because Francis and Ganu thinks he's a big star. The UFC thinks that his, it has control over him. Now, both of them are right, but only in conjunction with each other because he's not Francis Ngannou, the great boxer, the great kickboxer, the great martial artist. No, he's Francis Ngannou, the great UFC fighter. That's what he is. And he would, he, he I, I think he got an excellent, uh, excellent. But you know what? Um, we, we can, we can go all day about that. Well. This is, it's been a while since we did this, cause this is not the weekend warrior. This is, this is, uh, Sporticus presented by MMATorch.com. Uh, we want to say thank you to Next Level Hydrogen Water. Is that, that was, a, uh, huh? Is that a sponsor? Yes. Dude, that would have been dope to plug earlier. God, man. Well, we're doing it right now. This show's not over and thanks for all the cursing you did. I gotta go through this full hour and see how much of this I gotta pull out. Yeah, um, only a couple of F words. Come on, man. A couple. Yep, just two, guys. Just two. Uh, I should throw one in for, for, just to make sure it's three. But no, uh, you know the line, baby. You know why we here. What you been? This what is sports. What? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this is Sporticus and you've been sports entertained. You can find us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all at Sporticus Live. That's Sport I C U S Live. Sporticus Live. See you there.